Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is the podcast called Remotivation, where we explore the fringe of decentralized work. Basically, what we want to know is what makes up the DNA of a company where most of its employees work remotely, and what kind of organizational developments can we expect to see in the future. The show is led by yours truly. My name is Marcus Holland Eichland. I'm a digital entrepreneur, and I design and build corporate acceleration programs and otherwise help clients digitize their business models. My co-host is Inger Ödego, who is the CEO of AppearIn, a video conferencing tool whose mission it is to make video conferencing and video calls super easy. If you like this topic, uh, feel free to subscribe to us using your favorite podcast app using the search term Remotivation. If you have any requests, thoughts, or ideas, we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback on the email hi at remotivationpodcast.com. For now, go get a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Let's go. So welcome again to the show where we explore the future of work. And I'm here usually, um, uh, as usual, with my co-host, uh, Ingrid Ödegård, uh, from here in. And today, we're very lucky to have uh, on our show, Aaron Fisher from Colony.io. Welcome, Aaron. Ah, good to be here. <laughs> very nice to have you here. Uh, and you're doing a very interesting blockchain-powered project. We're really interested in hearing about this. It's called Colony.io. Maybe you can tell us how how you got involved with Colony. Um, how I got involved? No, I, I, I met Jack, the founder, early on in the project, and um, I was looking for something to do, and he told me about Colony, and I was instantly interested. Um, <laughs> I was also really fascinated in working on anything in the Ethereum blockchain space, in the sort of decentralized space. And um, I've been thinking about how the blockchain could be used for you know, self-governance of groups, voting procedures and you know running your own ngos or what have you and um then uh, jack pitched this you know let's organize our day-to-day -day work over this blockchain you know and i have this idea colony and this is how it's supposed to work and i was like ah oh, that's fascinating that's great i want to be part of that fascinating so, <laughs> so colony is basically a manifestation of the idea of a de decentralized organization um, but can you explain a bit how it actually works in real life well, we're still building it, so um, there's, there's parts of it that I can tell you about how it works now and part of how we're planning for it to work in the future. Um, but yeah, so uh, the idea is that a colony is a collective of people working towards some goal, and it's supposed to be uh, self-governing as much as possible. And we want to use the Ethereum blockchain as a backend to make that possible. And uh, there's a lot of really subtle problems with having a group self-govern on the internet. For example, even such simple things as one person, one vote are not possible because you don't know what a person is. And you now people can have multiple user accounts. So we have to figure out all kinds of uh, tricks to circumvent that and um, you know, make it the, the decision-making procedure safe against this kind of gaming. <clears throat> so for Colony, the basic idea is that anyone can join any colony at any time. If you have, if you see some work that needs to be done, you know they post their 
open tasks and you say, oh, that's something I could do. I'm interested in it. You could apply. I want to do this. If they accept you, you'll work. You'll do the work. And if your work is good, you will become part of this colony and you will have a say in, its, in, in governing it. And if people stop working on it, their influence will drop off over time. So it's the project is always sort of controlled and owned by the people who do all the work and you sort of earn your influence. That's yeah. fascinating. So it, what would be a good example of stuff that's had this um, model today? I was thinking about like Wikipedia, right? Because that's, that's a project where people all, of, all over the world are sort of pitching in. Is that, is that um, a good comparison to what your, like the kinds of projects that Colony would, would be suitable for? Or? No, I don't know. Um, I was thinking also, um, often on more smaller things like um, just really running a small startup, for example, and coordinating, you know, who gets paid what, who gets what work, what needs to be done, all that kind of stuff, mm. all without. So we're trying to do all that without a strict hierarchy, without formal hierarchy of people. I mean, there will be people with more influence and people with less, but that on, only depending on how much and how good the work is they put in. Um, but yeah, it should scale certain to large projects. Um, there's, there's also, I think, um, one of the inspirations was the R-Loop project on Reddit. Uh, a Reddit group got together deciding to um, you know, join the Hyperloop competition, and it all worked great. There was so much expertise out there. But as soon as it got really expensive and people had to you know, quit their jobs to work on this, then it got, you know, that's when you hit the hurdle. There's no tools for <clears throat> coordinating finances collectively. And what are you going to do? I mean, you can solicit donations, I guess, but who's going to handle them? Who's going to be in charge of you know, managing them? How can you trust that person? And you know, even sending money internationally is really hard. So the idea with Colony is that a group working on Colony should have its finances on the Ethereum blockchain and the accounting for paying for work and escrowing and holding the funds in escrow, all of that is automatic and not under the control of any one person, of the system itself, right? Ethereum has programmable money, so you can include in the rules, here is a pot of money which will go to whoever completes this task, but only if these people hmm. or these accounts agree that the task was done. If they say it wasn't, then this is how you can trigger a dispute. If, you, know, you can put them as, I mean, as complicated as you want. But the finances are baked into the system. The accounting is automatic. The payouts are automatic, and nobody has to sort of do that and be the responsible, the, the person that everyone has to trust to not run away with the money. I guess this has to be perfect for also for freelancer projects. I mean, we we have been talking a lot on this podcast about how being a remote organization can let you hire people or the best talent, regardless of needed. And I guess absolutely. So there's, we like to talk about Colony enabling you to be open externally and open internally. Open externally means you can get solicit input from people around the world for odd, odd tasks here and there. They could end up you know, working more and becoming part of your organization, but you can sort of open up your workspace. But also internally, we've interestingly had interest from some very large corporations who like the idea of just farming out tasks to sort of an unknown mass of people and People, if they have time, they can just pick up more work and um, the system will do the accounting for you. So for those kind of companies, it's not about the decentralized control aspect that's interesting, but just 
you know, making better use of their internal workforce, finding unused pockets of, of talent or, you know, bored workers with nothing to do. So this idea of making it, I mean, it's, it's true, right? If, if it also allows people in such an organization to showcase what they can do, maybe, you know, I, they've been overlooked and here. So colony tries to be meritocratic, like your influence in a colony grows directly by how much work you do or how good your work is. So, um, this sort of flexibility and openness is really at the heart of it. And yes, freelancers are one thing. Um, we've had early beta, we have a beta running, um, which is, so it tests some of the features, the bounties for tasks in the blockchain backend, but not yet the full decentralized DAO control. But so we've had interest from groups like digital agencies mm. that have, you know, they're used to farming out lots of work to freelancers on an ad hoc basis. And the work is usually submitted online in digital form, so it really fits nicely. Um, so they're testing out some of these features too. So yeah, that flexibility is well. That's the way work is going, and yeah, if you like, absolutely, tools us to listening. For 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 anyone who's you know, I'm 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 sort of just starting to to dig into the whole blockchain. Um, uh, material or or the the world of blockchain. Maybe for those uh, who who is listening who doesn't really know too well about what this new technology is, uh, Aaron, is there any way you could simplify and explaining uh, sort of um, the blockchain technology? Because this is uh, colony is built on on this new technology, right? Yeah, I mean, there is many ways to describe blockchain because it's so generic. Right, the Ethereum blockchain is is a simulated computer, and that's all it is. It's one global computer that anyone can access, and no one can censor or stop. So, in the context of Colony, it means that even though you're, you know, using an app, and there's you have login, and there's passwords, and there's money involved in the app, there's no us running the server. Hmm. There's no company holding all the funds. There's no we can't run away with it. They're just the entire infrastructure on which um, this process runs is decentralized. So what blockchains allow, blockchain is the technology that allow us to do this, that, um, right, that you don't, that you can launch the app and find out what the status is, what tasks exist, who has how much funds without needing to trust anyone, right? You're going to join a peer to peer network. And, and if you get different answers from different peers, you need to have some way of figuring out what is the truth. Mm. And blockchain is this cool trick by which even if you don't trust anyone on the internet, you can still talk to a bunch of random strangers and find out what is the truth. The true state of this app, the true state of this currency, the true state of this ledger, whatever it is that it's been encoded on. Um, so it's true that it might be complicated to explain, but the goal in the end is to have everyone using blockchains without even knowing it. Yeah. And, and and how did you? Oh, sorry. Did you say something, Eli? I think your uh, mic's muted, so you need to unmute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you cut off. But so, if you look at Colony at a bit of a higher level or the macro level, what are your ambitions, or how do you hope that this will kind of change the way people work or change the world of labor? Wow, that's a big question. <laughs> I mean, so there, there's there's two sides. On the one hand, we're reacting to trends that are already existing. This, um, you know, the gig economy and what have you, and 
On the other hand, we see these in the internet today, the centralization of middlemen services from, you know, from Uber to Airbnb to, you know, all these companies are just starting networks. Their value comes from network effects and they're sitting in the middle controlling the central hub server and extracting rents and usually harvesting data and whatever as well. Um, and there really shouldn't be a central entity controlling all of us. If the value comes from people working together, then that value should go straight back to those people and they shouldn't rely on a central authority that can be compromised and they shouldn't be able to be censored and stolen from. Um, so it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, uh, it's, it's a good question. I actually read a book about this. I don't know if you read this one, Aaron. Uh, it's called uh, Throwing Rocks at the Google Bus. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> who... I read about the Google Bus and all that. <laughs> Uh, it's it, but he's actually he the author talks about this very exact thing that these ex, uh, really you know um, massive platforms like Uber and Airbnb uh, you know they're really interesting but they're really ex, you know they're extracting the value from from local communities which is the downside and um, and he takes the example of um, you know the old fashioned bazaar where everyone comes into a marketplace and the transactions are happening between the people this is this is really what that was a really great technology in like 18th century or 17th century and and uh, what he says is uh it, it the, the the bazaar disappeared because the the kings and the rulers uh realized there was no tax there was no there was there was no way they were gaining on everybody's just making all these micro uh payments well, so they on the so, so they understand. so they shut the bazaar down and and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but on the internet the bazaar was not shut down because of some a government decision yes it was a technical limitation that led to it right and I think a lot of it had to do with how how things are monetized on the internet um, that you know the only way to make money is to harvest data of millions of people and sell that off that's one of them and the other one these the this sort of sandboxing and or the walled garden approach to online platforms mm. um, and we've been here before right we had CompuServe and AOL that were not interoperable in the 90s these sort of monolithic apps that all your content came through and then the browser broke that wide open and we had this proliferation of wonderful websites of weird and you know wonderful nature um, in the 90s and then slowly it got consolidated again and I think one of the reasons was the way the costs and the benefits worked in the infrastructure we had. So I'm kind of hoping that blockchain technology allow us to re-decentralize the web the way it was supposed to be. Um, now, as for work itself, I want to <clears throat> we want to make it easy to just start working on something, right? There shouldn't be a hurdle barrier to entry for anyone mm. on any project. If you've got something to contribute, you should be able to start. Or if you have an idea with your friends and you want to start a startup, it should take you a few clicks and you can get going and you can even start assigning well payments is the wrong word but you can make your own colony has its own currency and you can start paying each other with that even though it has no value yet it keeps track of who did what and who owns how much and maybe later it will turn into something financial but it doesn't have to and it could just be you know treat them as fake internet points or upvotes but the hurdle to get started should be really low the hurdle to for international cooperation on the project should be you know, almost non-existent and there shouldn't be someone you have to trust to run it for you right 
and and this the, you know in the west we don't even realize maybe how strong this problem is but if but if you can't trust the, your authorities where you live if you can't trust your bank authority if you can't trust your local government or your legal system those are huge barriers to get getting into business with people elsewhere like I might trust you fully and I think you're a great guy but if you're in a country where I can't even trust that your local authority will on the contract we sign then that puts you at a huge disadvantage hmm. and blockchains can sort of make a level playing field globally yeah I saw a surge about this in in the news lately in Zimbabwe where you know the because of the riots uh, people are putting all their money into Bitcoin I don't know if you saw that but um, well I see these headlines every once in a while but <laughs> you know and they say oh Argentina or Venezuela I think I've read that article in, in multiple iterations I'd put take it with a grain of salt <laughs> so so uh, Aaron take us take us through the roadmap so so at what stage is as colony now um, in terms of its infancy and uh, its development okay great yeah that's a good question so colony has two parts to it um, from the development standpoint one is the software that runs on the blockchain, the so-called smart contracts that govern the interactions between the parties. And the other half is an app, like an old-fashioned browser, JavaScript images the, the works. <laughs> um, yeah, so in when you're developing in the blockchain space, you don't have just front-end and back-end anymore. It gets more complicated. You've got the front-end in the browser, you've got maybe back-end databases, and then a back-end back-end, which is the consensus-sensitive stuff in the blockchain. Um, so, you know, these things are developed somewhat separately. We've got an app uh, running, which is a beta, and that looks like a classic task management interface, I guess, like a Kanban board. You can mm -hmm. create tasks, add descriptions, add bounties to them. People can claim tasks. You can be assigned to tasks. You can submit work. And, and so that, that's our interface. It's running on a private blockchain in the background which would do the accounting uh, and we're working on all the interface challenges of how to make make it smooth and just as easy as a regular web 2.0 app even though the back end is a blockchain if you <clears throat> maybe don't know but anytime you send something to a blockchain it takes a while before that's that action is confirmed it's not like a database write where you send it and you get a response you send it you wait so that makes the interface we have to figure out ways how to you know, work around that in the interface. You don't want to have to wait 15 seconds after every click. That's clearly not going to happen. So that's the app we're working on. Um, and um, it's coming along nicely. It's now in our second iteration, and we have some groups using it. What it doesn't have is the decentralized governance nature. We still have admin accounts and worker accounts. So as I said earlier, digital agencies are trying it out. For them, it's perfect. You're the agency, you have the admin accounts, you create tasks, and you farm it out to your clients, which are the freelancers and their workers. Yeah. Um, so that's the app side of things. And on the uh, blockchain side of things, we have released our um, white paper, which is sort of a technical roadmap for decentralizing colony, and are now starting the first round of implementing what's written in that. So that involves decentralized decision-making and voting, but also our reputation system. So I mentioned we want to be meritocratic. And um, one of the things we do, we don't just want to look at everyone who's doing work and see who got paid the most. 
as as that must that person must have done the most work, <laughs> yeah. um, or even tr keep track of who has the most tokens because then you could just buy a lot of influence. So in order to make it that really how much work how much effort you put in is determines your level of influence, we have a reputation system, which you know, is this calculation of you know what tasks have you done, what tasks have you administered, what you know if there's if there's bad behavior in a colony have you flagged it and forced a vote and you know fixed mistakes you get rewarded for that too so trying to reward all the ideas of good behavior and mm. punish all the bad ones and keep track of that in this reputation system and then the reputation score you have in various contexts determines how much you're allowed to do like at first you know as a newcomer you might be allowed to say i want to work on that task but once you have earned a lot of reputation, you can just create a new task saying, I think this work should be done. Um, so that whole aspect is still under development. Fascinating. So, I guess the, this is kind of a meta question, but I guess you're one of the people in the world who has probably got the most experience of working in a decentralized organization. <laughs> and now you're kind of trying to replicate all the human uh, rules, I guess you could say, to, to make it work well. But can you share a bit about how you actually work in building colony? Um, well, building colony is a little easier than what we're trying to do because we all know each other and, you know, we are a bunch of people after all. Um, in the decentralized governance on the blockchain, you have to contend with anonymous entities in, you know, just accounts being created and you don't necessarily know who's behind them. So we, you know, if we have if we have a, a weekly group chat and we can all we can see what everyone else is thinking, there's no, you know, anonymous bot army controlling half of our accounts, so we don't have to guard against that. Um, so it's a little bit different, but the original idea for Colony that our founder Jack had came directly from a need of his. He was running a company designing uh, really expensive jewelry. Um, and had clients everywhere and subcontractors and multiple different groups working, you know, across the world, different time zones, and had such a hard time coordinating all of that, that sort of the need for this that, platform that's, came. That's fascinating, because I, I immediately thought that this came from a guy who's like working in the digital economy, and uh, very cool to hear that he's actually working with jewelry. <laughs> well, he was, he was, he was pioneering, uh, the sort of, I think, 3D printing design for jewelry. He made this his most famous piece is the, um, this diamond encrusted skull. He designed that thing, as you might have known it. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the coordination problems of, of that enterprise led him to have this idea for Colony. Very interesting. So um, uh, when, so, so in terms of uh, timeline, probably, lots of work still to be done but uh what do you guys when when will this be ready so if 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 the users or or audience listening now if they're really keen to get on board obviously there's a there's a sign up thing at, at your web page so they can get more information but when can we actually start using this um <laughs> i i actually also, need this so this question. is good for me it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question so um are there are beta which is still the hierarchical model uh of task management with admin accounts and workers. Uh, we want to deploy, well, we, so that's the beta, which is already <clears throat> in use, but it's a closed beta. Um, but I think we want to open up 
uh, a minimal version of the um, more general colony next year, so 2018, and maybe we'll open up the beta as well. So we don't want to leave it too much longer. So we've been in stealth mode for quite a while in developing. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, it, I'm saying that because people ask, you know, is Colony still around? What are you guys doing? Because you haven't <laughs> yeah. heard from us for, for ages and everyone else is having big flashy you know, launches and sales. ICOs. So we've been focusing, yeah, <laughs> we've been focusing very much on just developing product so we get something out the door and we're not gonna we decided not to do a token sale until after we have a project a product i know it's a radical idea but hey no i, I, um, I think that's a, that's a great way to you know differentiate yourself because everybody's doing token sales now nobody knows if if any of these projects are going to be successful so yeah well i also should add we we're concerned about the legal aspect of it and not just that we don't want to do an illegal token sale we don't want you when you start your own colony and yeah. it has its own token. We don't want you to fall into the trap of having issued securities through our software without even knowing it. So we have to make sure that <clears throat> that this is not just a token generation mechanism that has a fully functional platform. With, um, yeah, so to cool. protect our users. I uh, kind of want to end off with uh, reading a quote from actually one of the comments on your blog. Uh, yeah. I spied on a bit this morning, and uh, it's from some enthusiastic cheerleaders, and they are saying, you are building exactly what is needed to support and enhance a deep cultural shift to accompany changes in our tools, labor economy, and daily lives. So I think there's a lot of people out there who believe in you. That's uh, awesome. And uh, I think you're doing really great work, so... It's, it's, it's exciting. Let me also add one more thought that um, I really liked. This one uh, came from one of the developers of the Mist Ethereum wallet. He says, uh, you know, and I think it applies to Colony, he said, compare, and he had an image of an abandoned railroad track and a really old road. He says, a railroad track serviced by a company that makes the, the trains that run on those rails will work as long as the company exists and makes trains for it and then if they stop using it the track becomes abandoned and overgrown whereas we're still using roman roads today right <laughs> as long as people still walk them they will still exist and still be in use and i kind of like the idea of decentralized projects working that way too if the if the project is decentralized also means nobody can shut it down nobody can stop your favorite project and as long as there's people willing to put work into a colony as long as there's people willing to create and pick up tasks the colony will continue to exist and move forward even if all of the original contributors have long left so it really belongs to those who, who want to work in it and i kind of like that sentiment that it's, the owners are the people who put in the effort I agree. Totally agree. Aaron, it, it was a pleasure hosting you. Is, is there any chance we can uh, check back in with you in uh, six months time or like a year? And, uh, Anytime. I'm always <laughs> glad to talk. It would be really great with an update. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, we wish you uh, good luck uh, and a happy decentralized future, hopefully. <laughs> and we're, looking, we're looking forward to trying out Colony when, uh, when it's ready for it's beta or it's alpha. Thank well, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, guys. That's it for today's podcast. Um, it was a pleasure having Aaron with us. Ingrid, always a pleasure. 
Uh, we're actually a, a very decentralized uh, organization here today. I'm I'm in uh, San Francisco. He's in uh, Oslo, and Aaron's uh, calling from Amsterdam. 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 Okay, awesome. Thank you guys. Oh thank you guys for coming. Bye. Bye.